might have come from somewhere else But this is where we found ourselves Welcome to the local show People you work with, people you know <laughs> Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. I'm Eric Scarvin, your host. Welcome to our Facebook Live audience and YouTube audience. So excited to have a first-time guest. been following her career closely especially the last several years, as she is now a member of the U.S. ski team. I want to welcome Haley Swervel to the show. It's a good thing we both have long arms. Yeah, Haley. thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah, and our co-host, Luna, <laughs> may ask a couple provocative questions. Okay, good. Like, can you rub my tummy while I nap now? <laughs> of course. So she has really oh. deep, deep thoughts. Yeah. She's a good little girl, though. Yeah, she's a sweetie. So, do you guys have a dog in your family? Did you we, grow up with a doggy? We do, yeah. She's okay. old. She's getting old. She's... What, the 14, I think, now? Wow. So I'm watching her. What kind of dog? Uh, Black Lab. Black Lab. She's a sweetie. A retriever who doesn't retrieve, though. Oh, no. She's never <laughs> fetched. But... You didn't return her for being faulty. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Take retriever. her back. <laughs> Trade her in. Retrieve your retriever. It's not retrieving. Yeah. <laughs> they say it weren't. Yeah, it's working. she's awesome, though. Well, let's back up a little bit um, to growing up in the Valley, because you were born in, actually, in Grand Junction, yep. St. Mary's Hospital, mm -hmm. but pretty much grew up in the Valley, correct? Yeah, I did. I Bounced around. Uh, our family lived in Aspen for a time, and then we moved um, down to Cartwell, Algebel, I guess, between Carbondale and Basalt. And okay. we've been there for 14 years since we got the dog. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so we're still there. That's cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it's amazing, obviously, just living in the valley, but growing up here must have been super special. Yeah. And what were some of those? I mean, Aspen Valley Ski Club yep. was a big influence for you. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, what were some of those kind of like those highlights of growing up here? Kind of as you go back to like childhood and maybe starting skiing. Yeah. What are some of those things that you really remember yeah. from growing up? I spent so much time outdoors, which is such an amazing part of this community, I think. And yeah. being out in the mountains and playing and following my older brother around a lot. Um, <laughs> our family would go mountain biking a lot and like, I don't know, hiking and just be outside and go camping. But yeah, I started skiing in fifth grade, so I was a little bit older oh, by then. Yeah, um, by Valley standards, that's like, you know. Right, well, I, cross country. I mean, I was okay. always downhill, downhill since I could walk, you know. Okay, that's, okay, okay. That's, that's how it is here. Exactly. Um, like, you're, you're walking, you're strider biking, and then you're skiing yep. that year. Yes, exactly. Like between, like, two and three or something. Exactly. <laughs> and then by the time you were yep. fifth grade, you started cross country skiing. I did, yeah, because my brother... Uh, we did mountain bike racing in the summers, and right. he had—he's in—he was in seventh grade at the time, and he decided he wanted to stay fit during the winter. Ah. So he's like, "We're gonna try cross-country skiing." So I was ah. like, "Okay, let's go! Like, we'll, I'll—I'll I'll follow him." You know, he's—he was the <laughs> god, and in my eyes as a youngster, and so yeah, I—I ah. I joined that, followed him. But before that, actually, we had both um, been doing freestyle team with ABSC. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. I was I was uh, planning on joining the Moguls team that next year, but we did cross country instead. So your brother Keegan has yep. been a major influence. Yeah. Now he's absolutely. a pro bike racer. He is, yeah. I like to call him Flying Swerble. Yeah. <laughs> Following his career too. Yeah, yeah. So that's incredible. So you guys kind of 
unparalleled. Yeah. No pun intended, but your sports. <laughs> There's parallel skiing or Nordic <laughs> right. or bike racing with the Aspen Cycling Club, right? Right. You absolutely. guys have done some bike racing. Yeah. And obviously, Keegan just kept going up the bike racing ladder. Yeah. We'll have to get him on the show. Yeah, for when, sure. When he's, he's around. He's in uh, Utah at the Tour of Utah. Oh, is he right at Tour of Utah, which yeah. is going on right now? Yep. I think they might be racing actually right now. Oh, man. That is so cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So uh, your family, like, is has been, you know, such a huge influence, you know, especially your brother Keegan. But your parents, I mean, they have to be, like, the most supportive, yeah. <laughs> some of the most supportive parents to take you through all these stages of athletics, Absolutely. especially with the Nordic skiing, yeah. now on the U.S. ski team. Can you talk a little bit about your parents' uh, influence on you? I think they, well, to produce two endurance athletes yeah they didn't really have an endurance sport background like my dad really was a diver like a pool diver okay Uh, my mom did track and they did swimming and stuff like that but it really was not at all related to either cycling or cross-country skiing they found those sports later in life and I think (laughs) what was amazing about growing up with my family is they they let my brother and I find those sports instead of pushing us into them. And I think that's why we're both able to still love them today. <laughs> I'm ser- like, I'm serious. And I think my parents, like, thank you so much to my parents. They, <laughs> they've been so helpful and, and understanding and like supportive of the type of lifestyle that you need as an elite athlete, which I think is, is really hard. Like, yeah. I don't know. My my dad always wants my brother to mow the lawn, but but he has to rest, you know. Yeah, he's like, I have to do five hour ride. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, uh, overall, they've they've been so helpful with that, you know, like making healthy food and like recovery snacks and just helping us become our best, which is That's really cool. That's interesting because they allowed you guys the freedom to kind of pick the sports yeah. where a lot of parents are really heavy duty, right. almost forcing certain sports. Right. And then not only a certain sport, but you're going to do it a lot. Yep. And hopefully you're going to like it. Yeah. And and so your parents gave you guys more freedom, yeah. flexibility. And then, of course, as you progressed, the freedom, flexibility, and support to do the training in particular, maybe instead of other activities yep. or responsibilities that they might have wanted you guys to, you know, do instead. Right. So really supportive all the way. Yeah. Uh, all the way yeah. to the current day, it sounds like. Yeah, well... Do you want to give a shout-out to your mom and dad? Yeah. Thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Well, I'm going to give a shout-out to my summer underwriters. We're going to take a quick break. Luna, you can rehydrate, too. We'll hydrate <laughs> during the break. we got some heavy talking to do, you guys. Talking intervals, in fact, coming up. <laughs> I want to thank my summer underwriters, Aspen Square, Klug Properties, the Independence Pass Foundation, Pickin County Landfill and Sundog Athletics. We'll go to our only break of the show. We'll be back in two minutes with U.S. ski team member and multiple world championship medalist Haley Swerble and some of her secrets to success. So don't go away. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. 
Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Locals Show. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to the local show. People you work with, people you know. We're back here on the local show. Thanks for sticking with us, locals. And our worldwide audience on the interweb, I like to say, Facebook Live, YouTube, we're all over the place now. Haley, we have podcast. Oh. So listen to the local show starring Haley Swervel on the go while you're out hiking up Smuggler. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. I'll see you out there. So it's pretty cool. Thanks for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Taking your time. And let's, we kind of brought people through growing up in the valley and some of those influences. Yeah. And you've been training, though, for this coming season already since the spring yep and we've got a fun picture of you in training camp uh was that up in oregon back yep. in may yep then okay yeah. and what do you guys do like that early in the season yeah uh, we with spring training that early we're just building our base we do a lot okay. of distance training so we ski okay. for four four to five hours a day and um do some longer fun? intervals oh yeah it's awesome <laughs> bend is a really cool place to train too we ski in the morning and then we either roller ski with our skis on wheels or wow. uh, run or bike in the afternoon. And is that, um, what's that, uh, Mount Hood or Mount it's Bachelor? Mount Bachelor, Mount yeah. Mount Bachelor, mm -hmm. okay, where you can find some snow. Yep, yep. And so that's super cool. So more base building. Yeah. And for people like, and I, I'm very familiar, you know, through yeah. bike racing, but you, can you describe, I kind of describe it like building the foundation of your house. Can you kind of talk about, like, the importance of that? Because I think that's good for any athlete. Yeah. You know, whether they're recreational or professional. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can't ask your body to tap into those higher tiers of the pyramid without having that foundation with a lot of hours and easy distance training, especially if you're yeah. an endurance athlete. I mean, I think that applies to skill sports, ball sports, too. You know, like, you need to have that foundation and those basics down before you can really progress and use your body to its full potential right. and mind. I mean, I think, um, at least in, in our sport, and I've heard this in other things, like the 10,000-hour rule. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have, yeah. when you're considered a master right. or expert Right, and I think field. that's, as a stretch, that's what you need in your foundation. You right. know, like you need that many hours to build strength and to build repetition like these habits on how to ski well and practice technique and 
or it, run well. It anything. must also be a really interesting opportunity because you're a relatively new member to the U.S. ski team yeah. to kind of bond with your teammates, right? You're out in these four or five hour training yeah. sessions and... Um, what's that relationship like, like with your teammates? It, it seems like from the images I've seen, it's pretty fun, and yeah. you guys have a lot of fun it's out a, there. It's a really incredible environment. This team, the U.S. team, works really hard on making that team environment, and I know that they have the reputation to be like, oh, best friends and best teammates, and we all love each other, but <laughs> I think more importantly, they focus on being best teammates rather than best yeah. friends to one another. And that means respecting your teammates and, yeah. and accepting their differences and doing what you need while also accepting that you have a part in their success, if that makes any sense. Like you've sure. trained with them and pushed them and helped them get to where they are. But it is really special to be able to train with Olympic gold medalists like Jesse Diggins or Sadie Bjornsson has been an amazing teammate or... Um, all those older older women on the team have been awesome. And the older men, too, like local Simi Hamilton and Noah Hoffman. Right. We see so have those guys been too. able to mentor you a little bit or help you out you yeah. know, in some fashion? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, bit, Simi's yeah. retired now. Or, um, I'm sorry, Noah's retired now yep, from yep. the U.S. team. But Simi's still on the team. Yeah, right? Simi's still going. Because he's got to be the old man of the team Yeah, by now. he's getting married. He's like... Uh, that's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Life is happening. Yeah. And he's still doing it. So yeah. how those guys kind of helped you out? Or have they given you yeah. some advice? They've they've kind of been there from when I was back in Navy SC. They would come yeah. visit. And that made such a difference in my ski career. Like having those, those people to look up to and see and be like, oh my gosh, they're real people. And they're here and they're talking to me. Right. That was really cool. It made it, made it real because they're such local role models, yeah. right? They're like doing it. These guys grew up here. They're yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. So that's inspirational as well. Yeah, it really was for me growing up. But I um, I mean, I haven't seen Noah at all this year. Well, I saw him actually at Sadie Bjornsson's wedding. He officiated that this summer. But it was good to catch up with him okay. um, and Simi. And, yeah, I don't know. They've, they've just been the locals. So yeah. it's cool. Yeah, they're great. They're great. We're so proud of those guys. Yeah. And uh, have had, I think both of those guys have been on the local show as well. So cool. make sure to get them back and circle back with those guys. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the competitions because um, prior to this spring and the training we were just speaking of, you had done the Junior Worlds. Uh, was that a couple years ago now? Two seasons ago, yeah. Two seasons mm -hmm. ago. And we're the first American to win two medals. Yeah, at I, World Championships, right? I under twenty three. This was under twenty. Under twenty. So I'm under twenty three uh, this past season. Okay. Um, so the season before that, I was under twenty, and yeah, I, I earned the first. It might have been the first individual medal. No, the besides, well, the year before someone had, but the first second place medal um, individually, and then I was. I guess I'm still the most decorated junior by, by in history by okay. getting. Well, I've three medals three, now. I guess total with the one relay medal and two individuals, which is cool. That's amazing. So, so congratulations on that. Thank you. And that was kind of your springboard into the team, wasn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Like you get this uh, recognition at, at Junior Worlds. Yeah. Three medals in total. Yeah. And now you're on the team, and then you would start racing some World Cup this yep. past season. Yeah. And we have an image of your competition. I think it's your second World Cup race in, in Quebec. Yep. 
Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that experience? Yeah, with the, with the stars the and the stripes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was this spring, so at the end, kind of at the end of our season this year. And, okay. Uh, yeah, that was my first mini tour, so that means there's three races back-to-back-to-back. A sprint, wow. and then a distance, and then a pursuit. So the pursuit is based off of how you've done the previous few days, and then however you finish is how you finish the whole weekend, and you win the tour or whatever the mini tour. But I gotcha. Um, it's crazy. It's intimidating to be on the World <laughs> Cup with these with these like, world. I mean, oh, champions like Teresa Yohog, like right. they're they're on a different level, which is is really inspiring and cool. And I have. I've set some goals to try to get to that level, and I know it's going to take time, but I'm willing to put that time in. But So how long do you think that takes Like to get, I mean, I'm sure it's there's no definite time frame, Yeah. but say to get from where you are on the team to being one of the best on the team. I mean, are we talking about two years, five years, any, any time frame? Right, I think it, it varies for yeah. each person. There's sure. some people that come in at 18 years old and are, winning the whole World Cup. And there's some people that at 30 years old start to do their best. So uh-huh. I think it, it's, it's, it's impossible to say. I think right. it, you just need to set those smaller attainable goals and, and try to pick, pick your way up. At least that's, that's what I need to do, I, I think. So what would, be a, like, what would be a goal or two for the season ahead? Yeah. Which will be your first full season, right? On the World Cup or was last, last winter your first full season? No, um, I, this will be my, my first full period on the World Cup, so it's broken okay. into four or five different chunks of the year. Okay. And this, well, I'm not going to be over in Europe the entire season because it's, it's tough, especially as a young athlete. I think it's really hard and can burn people out quite a bit. So okay. the U.S. coaches have been really helpful and um, encouraging and kind of let me decide what and my club coach and I um and the U.S. coaches all work together to decide what's in my best interest to like hopefully be one of the best in the world one day and I think being in Europe all year is not the thing for this year right a little too much too yeah, soon but yeah so I will be going over to Europe in uh period one so that's like November through Christmas almost okay um yeah so that's that's and do you really have like a result in your mind as far as a goal? Like I want to get top yeah. thirty. Yeah, exactly. Like that? That's actually my goal. 30? Yeah, I've I've made a <laughs> deal with myself that if I if I get a top thirty, which would be my first World Cup point ever, then I'm gonna cut my hair. Oh, really? <laughs> cut it down to my shoulders. short? Like shoulders. <laughs> yeah. yeah then you'd be bet. more aerodynamic too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus all that hair weight. You know, yeah, exactly. Strength yeah, to weight yeah, ratio. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's huge. <laughs> yeah, that's. So top 30 that's, in a European World Cup race in period one, which is like two months long, something like that. It's, a, it's about a it's month. It's part of a season. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, and then you made the podium. At the, I don't know, if, and I'm, we're a little bit maybe out of order, but um, at U.S. Nationals in the seniors. So yeah. you're not a junior anymore, you're a senior. Yeah. And we've got a podium shot, and you were second or third? Yeah, it was the third American, yeah. Third American, at US, okay, at Nationals. At and what event was that? That was the 20K skate, so that's a long-distance okay. long one. 
Right. Yeah. Right. What's it in miles? Like 12 miles? Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Tastes throw me off yeah. sometimes. And I should yeah, know that I know. as a bike in, racer. Yeah, in the But Nordic for the lay world. person, right. 12-ish miles. Yeah. Skating. I think so. With the top athletes. Yes, this should be about 12 or 13. Yeah. Top American athletes. Yep. In that particular one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's been the most, like, I guess, and I would kind of, I guess, my my thinking would be world championships, but what's been the highlight so far, like, of your um, ski racing, Nordic ski racing career? Ooh, that's tough. It's <laughs> tough to put, to put that on it. Um, I'd, honestly, I, I think the, the magic has been in meeting people around the world and around the country okay. for me. Like, that's what is going to stand out in my mind the most. Like, I think winning these Junior Worlds medals is a really awesome and a really great memory, but yeah. it's not just the medal that matters to me. Like, I'm not only in it for winning. Like, I'm in it right. for the journey and the training and the process and, like, meeting all these people, and that's what's what's really special to me. So, okay. um, yeah, yeah. So the traveling, know, the meeting these people, whether it's competitors, whether it's coaches, whether it's fans, yeah. but just that kind of that social experience. Exactly, yeah. And I think more than the social experience, it's being able to push myself individually and find my limit in that way okay. is really cool. Okay. What would be your advice like for the recreational athlete? Like we're winding up our kind of summertime in Aspen and I think it would be natural time to start thinking about winter training, you know, I mean, as yeah. we, especially as we come into the most gorgeous month of September. Yeah. But what would be just some like basic advice, whether people are getting ready for alpine skiing or Nordic skiing or snowshoeing or fat biking, some of my favorites. Yeah. Like, do you have any general advice like for the recreational athlete? I kind of setting up for the winter yeah. sports. I think what helps get me through is, making sure I'm having fun doing yeah. whatever, which is a cliche answer, but I think it's really important to get outside and kind of appreciate nature for the smaller parts of it. And I don't know, it's, it's humbling to be out there and just take a deep breath and be like, wow, this is amazing that I get to be out here and do this and look at kind of your fitness and training or getting ready for winter as an opportunity rather than a chore, which I think yeah. so many people are in, on the elliptical or something and it's just to work out. But I think yeah. that going can through be, the motions. Exactly. Like it yeah. can be so much more enjoyable to get outside and climb the Ute trail or something, you know, just yeah. get outside. It's so beautiful. It's so nice and it's just refreshing for your yeah. mind. I like to say it's not called the great indoors. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. So being outside, really appreciating nature, have fun with it. Yeah. I like to bring in, like, variety, too. Like, yep. it's fun to do a variety. Absolutely. Especially if you're not a, or maybe even if you are a specialist, like, you really love Nordic skiing. That's your main focus, your passion. Yeah. But to bring in a variety of, like, get out and do some mountain biking, do some hiking, do some rollerblading. Yeah. This is the time of season I start to blade. Yeah. It's actually great prep for winter sports like Nordic skiing. For sure. Uh, alpine skiing, especially when you make turns, like yeah. coming down Maroon Creek Road. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's super fun. That's and you would awesome. roller ski up, right? Yeah, I think I might that do that this training. afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, pursuing your dreams. This is like um, the basis of the local show because we like to feature great locals, whether they're athletes or artists or musicians or entrepreneurs. And these are people who are 
going after their dreams like mm -hmm. yourself. They're also having success. But a lot of people out in life are really afraid to do that. There's risk. Yeah. Like, what happens if it doesn't work out? Yeah. Like, financially, what happens if it doesn't work out? What would be some advice, like, for people who are thinking about their dreams but just can't quite get off the fence and go after them? Right. I think I have a little bit more of a reserved mentality for this kind of thing. I think some people are are happy to put all their eggs in one basket and just jump on board. Like, this is how my brother is kind of uh, handling Keegan. his cycling career. Yeah, he's, okay. he's going for it, which is awesome, and I really respect that. But I think what allows me to reach my potential and pursue this dream is knowing that I have a balance in my life a little bit. So I'm also taking classes at, uh, in university um, and getting my degree, and I think... That's something that that I know is there as well. Like I, I understand that sport is awesome and I have dreams in sport and I want to be the best classic skier in the world one day. That's my, my dream and goal. But I also think that there's more to life and it's important to to live life as it comes a little bit and enjoy it as it's coming and and um yeah, like school something else I have a goal with and um, friends and social and I don't know. Like I, I, I commit a lot to skiing, but I also think it's important to have a balance. Okay. So go after your dream, yeah. but also be balanced in that you have, you're well-rounded. Yeah. So maybe if it doesn't work out. Right. You've got plan B. I, yeah, I mean... You've got a backup plan. That stinks to see it as like a backup plan. <laughs> I know. It's almost like a parallel or your next, plan. Or your, it could be, yeah, your next stage. Right. You're working on your next stage. Right. It's not just, okay, I'm going to do this, but then I, I may want to do this and this with my life. Yeah. I may want to like race and be one of the top Nordic racers in the country or the world. Yeah. But then I might want to do, you know, whatever other your other goals, which is why you're also taking classes. Yeah. So be balanced, be well-rounded. Yeah, and I think it's really helpful to to set smaller goals okay. along the way like um, to get to your dreams, whatever that is, whether that's in school or work or sport or art. Like, you need to be able to see the path to get to that next goal. It seems right. it seems impossible to sit here right now and be like, oh, I'm going to climb to the top of the maroon bells. But, like, right now that sounds really far away but if you can break it up and say oh well, i'll yeah. get to this first hill and then maybe you can have a water break or something and get keep moving and moving up and up i think that's what really helps me chase those those dreams right these incremental steps these smaller goals leading to the big goal yeah. set those yeah i like to say a little step is still a step Absolutely. So whether it's for me cleaning my apartment yeah. <laughs> or working towards a bike race yeah. that I have on the horizon, yes. like I'm aiming for that Maroon Creek time trial yeah. in September. That's awesome. But yeah, the tr the smaller goals to to bring you to the bigger goal. Yeah. I like that. Because yeah. then it just seems like more attainable. Right. It doesn't seem as daunting. Exactly. And I think it helps you live in the present a little bit more and enjoy what you're doing now for what it is instead of wishing you were somewhere else right it future. reminds me of the old joke you know how do you eat an elephant <laughs> one bite at a time <laughs> oh, God. like it seems so daunting yeah and then you ask well why would i want to eat it like isn't that really tough meat <laughs> and like dude i'm a vegan 
<laughs> but you're just one bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so little little goals. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got. I'm speaking of bites, <laughs> and these are really good bites. They're not elephant bites. Oh my god! You could take an elephant-sized bite out of these cookies. Oh, I definitely will. I, I baked you some organic oh, chocolate chip cookies. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I hope you had fun on the show today. Thank you. Did you have fun? Awesome! I did. It was awesome. Thank yeah. you for being here, Thanks Haley. Thanks so much for having me. Congratulations on all your success. Thanks. I can't wait to see what you do this winter and many winters to come. Thanks. You too. And, and good luck as a student as well. Thank you. That shows how well-rounded you are. <laughs> So cool. Thanks, Haley Swirble. And thank you guys thank for watching you. this week on The Local Show. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to